0: It's been a couple of days since your final chemo and radiation session. You're not feeling so good. You're fatigued, tired. It's going to be a couple of more weeks before they run the final scan. How are you recovering from breast cancer? How are you going to survive? Are you going to receive bad news? Clutch onto your bras and join us, ladies. On tonight's show of recovering from breast cancer and getting that fresh start on Clutch, a podcast by real girlfriends across America, powered by Rome.
1: You're listening to Clutch by the real girlfriends across America, powered by Building Rome. The concept that you're about to hear are the opinions and views of the show hosts and guests and does not represent the views or opinions of Clutch by RGAA or its affiliates and sponsors. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use any information given as medical advice to treat any medical conditions in either yourself or others. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. Our podcast is intended for entertainment purposes only.
2: To clutch by RGAA powered by Building
3: Rome. Hello
0: everyone out there. I am Alexis and I am going to be your host for tonight on Clutch, a podcast by Real Girlfriends Across America, Powered by Rome. Clutch, a podcast by Real Girlfriends Across America, powered by Rome. It's a company that has a foundation and mission to build lifelong friendships with women across the globe. Tonight on this podcast episode we're gonna be talking about recovering from breast cancer and starting fresh. What? I met building room.
3: I don't know what I
0: said, I'm so sorry. It's my building room. Okay, so here on the line, line, I have Corinne and Kelly. Say hi, ladies.
2: Hello.
0: Okay, so one of the things this month that we've been talking about is breast cancer. So tonight we're going to talk about recovering from breast cancer. Depending on the stage of cancer you have, you may or you may not need to get chemo, radiation, or even have a mastectomy. A mastectomy is a surgery to remove one or one of your breasts, and or if you need both breasts removed, it's known as a double mastectomy. So when you're going through chemo and radiation, a lot of patients experience fatigue, loss of appetite, loss of weight, and most of all, they experience something that is called as a cancer brain phenomenon. It means they can't really remember things as they did before. As in, if I told somebody who is going through radiation and chemo, that person might not remember what I said yesterday, let alone 20 minutes ago. So because this person is experiencing extreme fatigueness, their immune system is also down. So keep cancer patients have to be extremely careful how they care for themselves during chemo and recovering from treatment because they're receiving powerful doses of medication through radiation and chemo to the point where their body is left almost defenseless. So, during this time, the pandemic, it's extremely dangerous for cancer patients to be around people because without a defense mechanism or without their immune system, they're more susceptible to come down with the flu, the cold, or even worse, COVID 19. So, how do you recover from breast cancer? Well, I'm going to just say a day at a time. No two days are the same, and no two people are going to have the same symptoms, are going to go through the same thing, are going to experience good days and or bad days. So, ladies, do you know anybody who is currently recovering from breast cancer? And if so, if you don't mind, would you share how they are doing, current?
1: Um, No, I I don't know anyone that's currently recovering, Um, and the person that I did know that went through it um, in the past, I wasn't aware that they had it um, while they were experiencing it. I didn't know until after the fact. So I I never had to experience that.
0: What about you, Kelly? Mm.
3: Well, I have um, heard of many that have survived um, the breast cancer and that also have undergone the bisectomy. However, a recent case, no, I am not familiar with a recent case, and neither uh, do I know the recovery symptoms, Um, although we have heard that the uh, symptoms are such things as that they – grow back their hair. It takes them about six to nine months to really start seeing the growth of their hair and the vomiting and, um, all of the major discomforts, um, are no longer active. So they, you know, they feel much pleasant, but unfortunately I cannot share, um, an actual active recovery and, um, most of the information that I have is after the fact. Yes. Way okay. after the fact, like years.
0: Well, my aunt currently had um, surgery to remove her remaining breasts because her cancer unfortunately came back. So, my aunt has other health issues problems that she is permanently staying in a nursing home so in a way it's good that she's staying in a nursing home because she has a team of healthcare professionals there to help her 24-7 which was how the cancer was discovered in its early stages this time around and she just decided to go ahead and have her Mastectomy. As for her recovering from her cancer, this time it's a lot different than her recovering at home. Um, She has a team of medical professionals helping her, you know, looking after her to make sure the incision doesn't get infected, to make sure she's taking her meds and such like that. And if she has any discomfort, she has access to meds that she would not normally have if she were home. And she has access to the medical care right away that she definitely would not get if she were still home. So life after breast cancer for most patients is returning to some familiar things and or activities and making some new choices. Here's one of the things that a patient, not a patient, a person who survived breast cancer said. She said one of the things she had to get used to was everybody treating her as if she was still a cancer patient. And she says she understands that people know that she has cancer, but she wishes they would stop treating her as if she still had cancer. She is a cancer survivor And while she will never forget that she was diagnosed with cancer, she wants to move on with her life. She wants to live her life the way it was before she was diagnosed with cancer. And the most frustrating thing is when she's hanging out with her friends, Friends or family, and every couple of minutes they ask, are you okay? Do you need to rest? Do you need to sit down? Are you cold? She understands that there is well intentions behind that, but she so wishes that people would treat her as if she was a normal person. She said that sometimes she prefers to meet new people because they don't know she suffered from cancer, so they treat her just like any other person. So there is some follow-up care when you survived breast cancer and you still have to have doctor visits. If you finish your treatment, your follow-up doctor visits will probably be scheduled for every few months at first. The longer you have been free of cancer, the less often the appointments are needed. After five years... They are typically done about once a year. The thing about breast cancer is if you do survive breast cancer and you are free of cancer, first, congratulations, right? I am so happy to hear that you survived and I'm so happy to hear that you're cancer-free. However, breast cancer can come back later on down the road. Doctor's visits are extremely important to keep up with your health. You need your doctor to check you out, especially for those of you who have had a mastectomy. Like every surgery, after surgery, you're going to receive a set of instructions. It is imperative that you follow your surgeon and doctor's instructions. Because here's the thing. The last thing you want is for your incision site to get infected. The worst thing that can happen to you is if your incision site does get infected and you're unaware of this, sepsis can enter your bloodstream, and that is bad. A lot of people do die from sepsis if it's left untreated and undiagnosed. So it is imperative that you do what your doctor instructed and you take the time and care that you yourself need to recover. Every person, every situation is different. Just because somebody, it took them two months to recover does not mean it's going to take you two months to recover. Every person, everybody is different. So mammograms, if you had breast-conserving surgery, lepe, lumpectomy, or partial mastectomy, you will likely get a mammogram about 6 to 12 months after surgery and radiation are completed. Then at least every year after that, women who have or had a mastectomy removal of the entire breast, typically no longer need mammograms on that side. But unless you had both breasts removed, you still need to have regular mammograms on the remaining breast. Pelvic exams. If you are either taking or have received hormone drugs and still have your uterus, you should have pelvic exams every year because these drugs can increase your risk of uterine cancer. This risk is highest in women who have gone through menopause. Be sure to tell your doctor right away about any unusual vaginal bleeding such as vaginal spotting, vaginal bleeding after menopause, Bleeding or spotting between periods or change in your periods. Although this is usually caused by something that isn't cancer, it can be the first sign of uterine cancer. You might also need to get a bone density test. If you are taking a hormone drug or... For early stage breast cancer or if you go through menopause as a result of treatment, your doctor will want to monitor your bone health and may consider testing your bone density. There are other tests that your doctor will order depending on what your symptoms and how you are recovering. It is definitely a scary thought to think that, great, You've been diagnosed with cancer, you had your treatment, you had your surgery, and now you possibly may be open to getting other cancers, might have to suffer through other tests, have to take even more medications. But the important thing to remember here is you survived right? Breast cancer definitely is one of the top 10 killers of women here in the U.S. alone. And you didn't die. You survived. You might be a little different. You might have lost your hair due to chemo, but you yourself survived. You're still here. For those of us who are mothers, we still get to spend time with our children, and we still get to make a difference and or complete our goals. That might not sound like a lot considering you just survived cancer, but that's still a huge deal. Take the time to celebrate, celebrate life. Because remember how you felt when you weren't feeling so good, when you discovered like the oddity shape of your breath, Or when you discovered that month and you had to go check it out, and then when you were inside that doctor's office and the doctor goes, I'm so sorry, you have breast cancer stage one, two, three, or four, right? Remember how you felt? You felt so hopeless. You weren't sure which route you were going to take. You weren't sure how much time you had left. And through perseverance, through prayer, through family and friends support, through people taking you to your appointments, through your body's going through changes, through fatigue, through the discomfort, through being nauseous, through not being able to keep anything down, through lying there and having to take um, your radiation and or chemo, you survived it all. You survived. You got another chance on life. And that is the most important thing to walk away with is the realization that you survived. You survived breast cancer. Yes, it might have been true that you had a mastectomy. Yes, it might have been true that you had to have a double mastectomy. But you yourself survived. And that is the most important thing to walk away from. Do you agree with that, Corinne? Yeah, I agree. I think that um, once you're able to
1: obviously move on from it, um, the the key thing is that you moved on and you survived and you're there to tell your story and, and be an example to others that are going through the fight.
0: So they said life after breast cancer is a little different. I remember earlier I quoted a breast Cancer survivor who said she wishes that people will just treat her as a normal person instead of someone with cancer. Right? And when I first read that quote, I was like, well, I don't understand. Like, do people really treat someone differently if they found out you had cancer? What happens if you survive? Do they still treat you that way? I kind of think that I treat people normally whether I find out they've been diagnosed with a medical problem or not, but maybe I haven't. So she continues to say, people always react two different ways when they find out I am a breast cancer survivor. The first reaction is, oh my God, you don't look like a breast cancer survivor, congratulations. And they quickly move off the subject. Subject. Or the second reaction is they just stand there and stare at you, and then all of a sudden they want to hear all about your cancer journey. They want to hear about how you survived it all and how you're doing. And then after that, they still treat you a little bit differently. So she said, in quote, i just really rather not tell anyone that I've met afterwards that I have registered. I had breast cancer because she is deeply afraid that once her new friends or her new co-workers find out that she survived breast cancer, they do treat her differently. So my question to you ladies is if you knew someone with breast cancer, reflecting back, do you think you treated them any differently after you found out they had breast cancer or they survived breast cancer? Kelly?
3: Um, well, I feel that the, the news of finding yourself in a room with someone that has survived breast cancer as a female um, takes, you know, has you to take a, a breath or a, a moment back. And um, that there is a a feeling of compassion and also like a sigh at the same time. But I also um, feel that it is a blessing to have survived it. Not everyone survives it. Um, Would I treat them any different? Um, I tend not to. I am in the. I'm from the medical field, and um, we tend to uh, appreciate those that jump back into the spirit of living. So, because of my major and the department that I so strongly believe in, um, I tend not to treat people different, or so I believe it. You know. What about you, Corinne? I agree with
1: um Heart. I, you know, I don't have a medical background at all, but um, I, I think that you acknowledge the fact that someone has survived something, you know, and obviously give them praise regardless of what that element may be, especially if it's something that could have took their life. Um, but I, I don't believe in treating people different just because I, I think that then it becomes awkward and then it becomes a point where you're pointing out um an element that they may have. Um, yeah, I, like, I just, I, I don't know. I think that you, again, you want to acknowledge that they've been through some things, but you don't want to harp on it or dwell on it.
0: And with that, we're going to take a quick break and return right back after this break.
1: Become a patron of Clutch by the Real Girlfriends Across America. By supporting creators you love on Patreon, you're becoming an active participant in their creative process. As a member, you receive exclusive content, community access, behind-the-scenes updates, and the pride of viewing work that matters to you. Joining is easy. Visit patreon.com backslash realgirlfriendsacrossamerica. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com backslash realgirlfriendsacrossamerica. Every donation
3: helps.
1: Clutch on to your drinks while we listen to today's trending news story.
0: By now, we all know the feeling of being stuck inside during the pandemic. However, there is a business in peterborough canada that is banking on you wanting to get outdoors escape maze is no ordinary farm it boasts intricate escape rooms where you solve a series of clues to beat the clock and unlock your freedom they have four rooms that are open indoors They had to adjust for the pandemic, but we have indoor rooms open and outdoor trails. The outdoor trails are growing in popularity because people are looking for something to do outside where they can spread out. They give you a map, a compass, and a diary containing clues to each location. The goal is to see how fast you can complete this series of tasks. They typically take about 45 minutes to an hour to finish. For the indoor rooms, you get an hour to escape. Sounds easy? Not quite. Only about 25% of people can get out on time without any help or clues. The farm this year decided to add a haunted Halloween trail for Halloween. It's usually done indoors, but this year they shifted outside because of the pandemic.
2: Clutch by RGAA is powered by Building Rome. Building Rome Inc. is a professional company that provides an array of services to freelancers, creatives, virtual hustlers, and business owners. For more information on hiring Building Rome, log on to the website at buildingromeinc.com. Once again, the website is Building Inc, I-N-C, dot com.
0: Okay, Uh, we are back, and we are joined by Tawanda. Tawanda, thank you so much for calling in.
3: Oh, you're welcome.
0: So so right now, before we went to break, we talked about the fact that, accepting the fact that you are a breast cancer survivor. So now I want to talk about what happened or how your body is after breast cancer treatment. So the first thing in this particular article talks about the changes to your body after surgery for those who had to have a mastectomy. Most women have surgery as part of their treatment. The first time you look at your body after the operation can be extremely difficult. After surgery, your breast, chest area is likely to be bruised and swollen. However, this will improve over time. For some women, surgery doesn't affect how they feel about themselves. But for many others, finding the changes more are more difficult to accept. Their confidence and self-esteem may be affected, and you may feel unfeminine or unattractive. Some women have said they feel lopsided or incomplete. They feel very self-conscious, for example, if you're in a communal changing room particular at first. So getting used to the changes. Research has shown that the sooner. junior, sooner you confront the physical changes to the body, the easier you may find it to gain confidence in the way you look. However, some people won't have the chance or courage to do this early on. So the saying for me, easier said than done does come to mind. If you have a partner Let them know and see the surgical scars and changes to your body sooner may also make being intimate easier in the long term. The first few times you look at yourself might make you feel unhappy, shocked, and you may want to avoid looking at yourself again. However, the initial intense feelings you may have will lessen over time as you get more to how you look some of the suggested steps on how you can get used to looking at your body the first is it may help to look at yourself in a full length mirror fully clothed and pick out three things you really like about yourself after step 2 after that do the same wearing lingerie or underwear. Three, when you feel ready, go ahead and move on to look at yourself naked in that full-length mirror. Describe what you see and what you like or what makes you feel awkward or uncomfortable. Four, look at and touch your scars or breast reconstruction so that you yourself can get used to how it now feels. But the more often you look at and feel your body, the less different it will seem. So, ladies, now that we know that it is quite often a shock for a breast cancer survivor to take a look at their body the first time, After um, having a mastectomy, it is known to be a very emotional time. Do you ladies have any comments about that? So, Wanda, let's go with you first.
2: Watching something on television about someone that went through it, and I know that so many people um, have that experience. So what you said was just really good information to hear.
0: What about you, Corinne?
1: Um, yeah, I think it's important to um, just be aware of your body, and so if you feel something abnormal, to definitely visit your doctor, and not try to, you know, Google it to Google have you thinking you have all types of stuff. So it's just better just to go, you know, see a doctor if you have any
0: concerns. See, for me, I understand that it is a very emotional time. Because for a lot of women, we feel feminine when we have bigger breasts. So unfortunately with cancer, sometimes we do have to have a mastectomy or even worse, a double mastectomy. And then to look at yourself for the first time in that mirror, you do honestly do feel like you're no longer a woman. You don't feel sexy anymore. And you start to wonder, oh, my God, what is my partner going to think if you do have one or if you don't you start wondering what will your future partner think if you no longer have breasts how do you bring up this topic so they say that it is recommended that you do go to therapy to have a healthy outlet or a neutral party for you to discuss how you are feeling after your surgery it's perfectly normal So the second thing is a lot of women do decide to have a reconstruction and or prosthesis in done after they have a vasectomy. Well, They basically say that it is up to the patient, and, of course, if the patient decides to have a breast reconstruction and or a prosthesis put in, then that is something that you need to discuss with your doctor to see if you are a candidate and what is the best surgery and or prosthesis and or reconstruction route for you. It is also recommended that you do not do this immediately after having surgery. Your body needs time to heal, and you yourself need to get used to your body as it is now. Because we said a lot of times when you first look in that mirror and you realize you no longer have a boob or your breast, your immediate solution to your mind is, oh, I can go ahead and go out and buy my booze or leave some stuff in the prosthesis. But they said to allow your body time to heal, to allow you yourself to heal so you could be as a better mindset because they said the worst thing you can do is go ahead and get that prosthesis or go ahead and get that reconstruction without healing. And what if, the results aren't what you had in mind? What if your body did not tolerate it very well? Or what if the reconstruction didn't go as the way your doctor planned and they had to do um, an alternative route? So it's just better for you mentally and emotionally wise to allow yourself and your body to heal first. Go to therapy. Discuss what you're feeling. Discuss the thought of or your decision to get um, a reconstruction or prosthesis, and then from there, go. It's recommended maybe take a year or two years, but that is up to the patient. That is up to the patient and his or her doctor. So other things that can go on with your body after breast cancer is some women will experience menopause or menopausal symptoms. You can. They are such as hot flashes, night sweats, loss of desire, changes to how you experience orgasm, and vaginal dryness and pain. If you're experiencing any of these, you definitely should talk to your doctors to seek out treatment. There are treatments and or hormones out there that can help you and your partner be intimate once again. Another thing that most women have to get used to is the weight gain. Weight gain during and after treatment can happen for several reasons. Sometimes it's a side effect of drugs. Sometimes the side effect of the drug can increase your appetite. You may have been less active when having treatment, or you may eat more if you're anxious because your routine has changed. Putting on weight definitely can affect how you feel about your baby baby body and leave you with low self-esteem. However, some simple changes to the way you eat and exercise can help you lose weight and keep it off. However, if you do decide to go on a diet and exercise, it's best that you consult your doctor because you are re- – Covering for breast cancer, you just had surgery, you need to discuss with your doctor what you can avoid eating, what you cannot, what you can do in your current state, and what you should not do. Because the last thing you want to do is to do something that's going to cause more harm in the long run. For most patients, another thing that they have to get used to with their new body is hair loss and regrowth. As Kalahar mentioned earlier, a symptom of chemo is losing your hair. Have you ladies ever heard of the show *Sex in the City*? Yes, I have. One of yeah. the characters, one of the uh, one of the characters on there, Samantha was diagnosed with breast cancer, and she survived. Unfortunately, she discovered that she was losing her hair due to chemo, and she decided to shave off all her hair. The incredible thing was, at the time, her on-screen boyfriend came home, discovered that she was shaving her hair, and to show his support, he shaved off all his hair, too. But there was an emotional scene where Sam decided that she was going to go buy a wig and she freaked out over the quality of wig and what she would look like in a wig. So for a lot of patients, when they're losing their hair, they totally freak out because as a woman, we feel sexy when we have our hair done, right? It's just how we always look. We always had hair on top of our head. Then all of a sudden, Things to chemo, even though chemo is getting rid of the cancer, a side effect could be hair loss. All of a sudden, we're looking in the mirror and our hair is thinning out or our hair is falling out. Then all of a sudden, like, you know, you have patches. And all of a sudden, what was once your beautiful, lustrous hair is no longer there. So now a lot of patients are like, well, I feel so unfeminine and so unsexy without my hair. So they do turn to wigs out there. But here's the thing, ladies, and I don't need to be unsensitive, but you can look at loss of hair as a blessing in disguise because now you get to choose what hair color you need. What hairstyle you can tie it on, and if it doesn't work, you can always take that wig off and try a new wig. See, I can't do that with my hair, ladies. If I decided to dye my hair hot pink, I can't. I, I have to wait at least six weeks for my hair to recover. So, I. Uh, a way of poking humor. It is not my intention to be unsensitive. A humorous way of looking at it is a brand new opportunity to try out new hairstyles, new hair color, or maybe if you're bold enough to even rock a bald head because Tamar Braxton like about a year and a half ago I want to say decided to shave her head bald and she looked awesome there are plenty of actresses out there who are shaving off their hair to either inspire a role or to start hair growth all over again but as a breast Cancer survivor, now you get to open a brand new door to the world of wigs where you yourself can choose who you want to be today. Whether it's going to be little Kim's hairstyle, like the character Sam on Sex and the City, or maybe you always wanted to be a blonde but weren't brave enough to dye your own hair blonde, maybe now you can tie on a blonde wig to see how you feel. So, with that, that is how. How the changes that we need to face after we, while we are recovering from breast cancer. And with that, there is one last topic that I want to touch base on very quickly. So, before we were diagnosed with breast cancer, we got to wear whatever particular bras that we wanted. We felt sexy because as a little girl, we always wanted to get that first bra. I remember what my first bra experience was like. It was kind of like one of those cotton sports bra. But yes, we all have bras and such. But did you ladies know that as a breast cancer survivor, or as someone who had surgery done to their breast, there's actually a specific bra that you have to wear that you can't just go out there and just wear the bras you wore before. So the bra that is recommended in the first year after breast surgery and beyond is it needs to have soft feet, a wide underband, the band that goes under the cup and around your back. Mm-hmm. Front and side panels, full cups, cup separation, the center of the bra between the cups should sit flat on your chest, fully adjustable straps, minimum detailing, and no underwire, the wires that are sewn in under each cup. It may take you up to a year to recover from surgery, the nerves to repair. And any skin changes from radiotherapy to settle down. The type of bra you may need also changes because of the weight and other treatment-related changes during the time. It is best to avoid wearing an under because the area under bra because the area needs to recover after surgery. Underwires are often uncomfortable. Initially after breast surgery you may have swelling. Try to find a bra that fits on the loosest hook so it can be worn looser to begin with and then gradually tighten as the swelling goes down. Whenever possible, choose bras that have a high cotton content. These will be gentler on your skin while it heals and will help you stay cooler if you're experiencing hot flashes. Bra strap cushions can make the straps more comfortable on your shoulder and help the bra stay in place. You can buy these from lingerie shops or online. Once the skin in the chest area has healed and settled down, you can wear a less restrictive bras. However, if you're planning on having a breast prosthesis, they should be well fitting and have a full cut. I did a couple of research, a couple of, of quick looks online to check out bras that are meant for patients who recovering from a mastectomy um surgery and it looks like a lot of them are made out of cotton, and it looks like a lot of them are closing in the front instead of the back. It looks like there's been changes that have been made to the stress, all meant to support. So obviously, after you had breast removal and stuff like that, you need to be measured for the proper size that you currently are. With that, that is all the topics that I personally wanted to touch base on. And in the last couple of minutes, I just wanted to say that to all our listeners out there, I did not have an intention of being unsensitive when it came to the wig. And if I offended, I only meant to insert a little humor meant to make us all laugh because laughter is the best medicine. Congratulations on being a breast cancer survivor. You did it. You got over that hurdle, and now you deserve a chance to start new. So how do you start new? The only advice that I have is one step at a time. You survived cancer. You've gotten over your treatment, and now you're ready to start fresh. All you have to do is open that door, Put on that pair of shoes that makes you feel like you, and it's going to be one step at a time. I hope the journey to studying fresh is full of new surprises. you got a new lease on life, and pretty soon you're going to be getting your groove back on. Any final um, words of wisdom for our listeners, ladies?
3: Well, um, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Oh, I was just gonna say, um, just for you know, people just to, um, stay strong and and try to seek um, guidance from their doctors.
3: Okay, yep. Yeah, I was about to say the same. Always have that great doctor-patient relationship. Um, I for one probably would not wait two years before uh, having replacements. I am a person that loves America, and America has um, conceit. So it's about attraction, um, attire, and being groomed right in placement, not just for political purposes, but also at home, to feel good about yourself. And I kind of like to look in the glass, and I want to see my curves there. And if for some reason – you know, unfortunately, I was to get cancer. I'd like to see my curves back on as soon as possible. So I would more than not work with a doctor that would put me onto the recovery and reparative medicines ASAP. You know, that's for myself. But for other individuals, I mean, you're welcome to wait. But I would not wait too long. Life is too short, and you want to get going living.
2: Okay. And, and I just want to say, this is, yeah, this is Suwanda. I just really want to definitely, first and foremost, you know, from having family members that has, um been through this situation, I just want to also just like you, you want to work hand-in-hand with your doctor, physician, you want to also have a great support system, a great support team, people who can walk through the journey with you, who can encourage you because every day won't be a great day. And you know, just someone to really uplift you, that's just um as important as anything because unfortunately, sometimes people go through these things by theirself. I think back to when my aunt was diagnosed, like the whole time she was dealing with her battle with cancer every day, every step of the way, she was showered with love for many, many years, and I know that that really made a lot of difference and the second thing is you gotta fight, you know unfortunately, this thing with cancer. There's no cure for it. There's just always something going on. However, there are thousands of people that have beat cancer and have never come back. So you got to fight. You know, I heard a long time ago that sometimes the first defeat comes when we just defeat it within ourselves and we give up. We cannot give up. We cannot give up. We have to do everything we can to stay healthy, to beat it, and to, to be able to still stay here and to be strong. So definitely. And so a person that's listening to this show that has been through this, like, you know, no one really knows the situation till you've walked a mile and someone else's footsteps. So if you're experiencing it right now or you have experienced it, man, I salute you. I salute you. I'm so prayerful that you're making it through, that you've made it through, and just know that, hey, the best days and blessings are still here. And and lastly, if there's any initiatives, any companies, any organizations that's supporting um, breast cancer awareness, I just want to say thank you because it definitely is needed. We need more money for research. There's more help that's needed for people and just so many different things. So, yeah, just really um, blessings to any companies and organizations that um, care about this cause.
0: And I don't know how I'm going to beat those words. And with that, I am just going to say good night and may you have a speedy recovery. Good night. Thank you for listening to
1: yet another episode of Clutch, a podcast by Real Girlfriends across America. Clutch onto us tight by following us on all of our social media platforms. This includes Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook. Like, share, and follow us. Did you miss an episode? Don't worry. You can listen to us anywhere where podcasts are being played, including Apple Podcasts, Google, Anchor, Spotify, and Speaker. Don't forget to watch us on YouTube by searching for Real Girlfriends Across America and visit our website at www.realgirlfriends.org. And until next time, clutch on to your best friend and stay tuned.